Welcome to this episode of IG Talk with Robert Smallwood, where we feature interviews with information governance leaders around the world, as well as discussions of IG news, events, and best practices. Welcome to a Standards Update today with IG Talk, and we're going to talk about the new international standard for data privacy called ISO 27701. It's the first in this ISO 27000 series dedicated to privacy, explaining how organizations can create a privacy information management system and meet best practices outlined in regulations such as GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation out of the EU. Its controls will be very familiar to those who've adopted ISO 27001, the International Standard for Information Security, as it essentially bolts privacy onto that existing framework. And my guest today is Barry Brisicki. Barry, are you there? Hi, Robert. I'm here. I'm talking to you from Seattle. We uh, actually have a nice gray sky, typical of uh, January in Seattle. Once again, a gray sky. And, and Barry's going to talk about the ISO 27001 standard for information security, which you'll find out in this podcast is a prerequisite to be able to be conformant with ISO 27701. They cover different topics. ISO 27701 covers uh, data privacy, which relates to the way an organization collects its personal data, collects personal data on uh, customers and employees and prevents unauthorized use or, or disclosure. Whereas information security relates to the way an organization controls and secures data and keeps it accurate and secure and accessible only to approved employees or third parties. And so, uh, Barry, why don't you start off with telling us a little about 27001 and how it developed and what the requirements are there. Sure, Bob. Uh, ISO 27001 is an international standard for information security management systems. Historically, it originated in 1995 as a British standard. The UK's Department of Trade and Industry published the standard as a guide for how to build and maintain information security management systems. Their goal was to provide a guidance on how to design, implement, and maintain policies, processes, and technologies to manage risk and sensitive information assets. Recognizing the need to globalize information security processes, this task was taken on by the International Organization of Standardization, or ISO. ISO is the world's largest developer and publisher of international standards. Basically, they're really smart people who have come up with good ways of doing stuff. And in that, this case, it's how to set up security programs within organizations. I think it's important to understand that these ISO 27000 documents are part of the family of 27000 series. So that the 27000 series includes 27000, which is overview and vocabulary. So, so what are there? There's uh, like about a dozen of them or how many are there? There are, at this time, there are more than 18 documents in the series. Go Can ahead. you give us just the, the top, maybe four or five? Yeah. So uh, 27,001 is information security management system requirements. And then if you look at like 002, that's the code of practice or the best practices for implementing those requirements. And then 27,004 is all about information security measurement. How do you 
what are the metrics for understanding that your requirements have been implemented properly? And then 27,005 is about risk management. Even after you get your security system in place, you still have to manage it. And then it goes on. There's like 27,007, which is auditing your uh, your system. And then 27,014 is uh, information security governance. You know, it goes all the way through privacy, which you're going to talk about today. And uh, 27,799 which is information security in healthcare systems. So this uh, this 27,000 series is a complete family of information security management system processes and uh, compliance requirements. Looking at specifically at the difference between 27,001 and 27,002, uh, it's really the difference between requirements and best practices. Okay. In other words, what would we have to do to actually implement the requirement? What are the best practices for implementation? So if you're a, an organization and you decide that you want to implement an information security management system, you've got a choice. You can toss a bunch of products like firewall and endpoint security software at specific threats, right? So you got a bunch of point solutions. Your firewall is going to keep people from trying to penetrate you. Your endpoint security is going to keep viruses from getting on your, your, your PCs. But that's really not a holistic approach to the, the problem of information security. Another choice is to define an enterprise security architecture. Take the time to understand your business needs. Uh, implement solutions that standardize protection across your environment. This is going to tame your the chaos of independent point solutions and get your security staff and your organizational leadership into a unified mindset with uh, a mature approach to deal with your evolving threat vectors. This is where ISO 27001 comes in. Using that, you know, taking that second approach, you're going to use the requirements in 27001 and develop a security framework and an architecture on which you can build all of the different elements of a security management system. So um, yeah. when building their information security framework, organizations have to take a few extra steps to go beyond that and be compliant with 27701 to ensure the privacy concerns are accounted for. That's correct. You know, you need policies like in to actually do the implementation You'd need policies, processes, uh, asset management, access control, cryptography, physical asset management, things like that. That's where 27,002 comes in. Those are your implementation uh, action items. Okay. So what's up with privacy? What's this new standard all about? Yeah. um, So this has been going on actually since uh, 2016. Originally, the development for ISO 27701 began with a proposal in April 2016 based on initiative by experts from the French National Body of the Joint Technology Commission. The Frenchies (laughs) were the ones that initiated this because they were the most concerned apparently about privacy. And then February 2018, the British Standards Institution, BSI, published uh, its uh, version of ISO IEC 27552, and then they published an update in August of 2018, and the 
Technical work was completed in April of 2019, and before its uh, publication, it was renumbered from 27552 to 27701, and the standard was published on August 6, 2019. So it's a new standard for privacy, first one out there, really. The design goal was to enhance existing information security management systems with additional requirements in order to establish, implement, maintain, and continually improve a privacy information management system. The standard outlines a framework for personally identifiable information controllers and PII processors to manage privacy controls and reduce the risk to the privacy rights of individuals. So in GDPR, I think they refer to them as data controllers and data processors. But um, the essential thing here is that you have to have information security in place before you can execute on information privacy compliance. You'll, you'll have to have both. You'll have to have 27001 certified and then 27701. So there's a prerequisite there. And there are a few benefits to a privacy information management system for data controllers and data processors. Uh, first, achieving compliance to privacy requirements and, and regulations, and also agreements with third parties, as well as your own internal corporate policies. And a managed approach eases that compliance burden. And uh, what's interesting is that a single privacy control may satisfy multiple requirements from the general data protection regulation. So bear that in mind. And number two, another advantage is achieving and maintaining compliance is a governance and assurance issue. And based on the privacy information management system and its certification, privacy or data protection officers can provide the necessary evidence to assure stakeholders such as senior management, owners, and the authorities that applicable privacy requirements are satisfied. And third, so you have documentation there. And third, privacy information management system certification can be valuable in communicating privacy compliance to customers and partners. So the whole idea of digital trust and trustworthiness. PII controllers generally demand evidence from PII processors that the PII processors privacy management system adheres to the applicable privacy requirements. And a uniform framework based on an international standard can greatly simplify such communication of compliance transparency, especially when the evidence is validated by an accredited third party or auditor. So if you are able to prove that you're compliant, this is going to go a long way. It's also critical in terms of strategic business decisions, in terms of mergers and acquisitions. So um, how much how, how well is that acquisition target in line with the, the standard? How, how well are they executing? How compliant are they? As well as co-controller scenarios, scenarios involving data sharing agreements. And lastly, a PIM certification can potentially serve to signal trustworthiness to the public. So, Barry, maybe consumers will soon demand that Google, Facebook, and all the other in the surveillance economy are compliant with 27701, um, which will probably make it a lot easier for them with GDPR and the upcoming California CCPA. So we've got a new standard out there. If you uh, need some assistance and guidance on that, uh, Barry's an expert in cybersecurity. So you can email him at bb at infogovworld.com and he can help you in that path for getting certified. With that, thanks for joining me, Barry. Glad to, Bob. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of IG Talk, which features interviews of IG leaders, as well as IG news, events, and best practices. Listen in next time. This is Robert Smallwood.